0: hey everyone welcome to the faith and fandom podcast this is the artist alley aftermath edition for nerd market august 2023 where i was literally in an alley for artist alley which is you know i think there was some loss in marketing there because kind of really missed out um so uh nerd market uh is technically something that i help create um was a suggestion I made to LJ Bowens, who runs Poetry in Motion, LLC, and he mentioned it to Cool Springs Downtown District, and now it exists. It's a thing. It's cool. Glad, glad people are open to new ideas. And um, Lauren uh, has been my contact with that for a while, and she just puts on a good event. But uh, Fayetteville also does a thing during the summer months called uh, Fourth Friday, where for basically... Maybe April through October? Maybe every month but winter. I don't know. Um, The fourth Friday, they have activities and vendors and cool stuff like that. And the nerd market is also just kind of a branch of that. But so last night, downtown Fayetteville, it was filled with, I want to say they said 80 vendors, artists, food trucks, DJs, the whole deal. And, um... I was uh, downtown with a lot of other nerdy people. It was across from a jewelry person, a anime sticker person, next to a cosplayer, next to a pixel person, next to a library, and so on and so on and so on. Um, so there's a lot of good. Oh, and also my friend Law Bullock, who was next to me as well. Um, just, it's a solid setup. It's a good experience if you're an artist or creator. It's a good way to get your feet wet. It's only $25 to set up a table um, for an artist. And uh, yeah, it's just a good experience overall. Um, I love to do the event, but I'm also frequently, schedulely conflicted to not be there. So I was grateful to do it. Um, hey, let's jump into some details on it. Um, first of all, uh, this took place on Friday, August twenty fifth, uh, and it was a bananas hot day. I'm talking hot, hot, hot. Like uh, I want to say it was ninety four degrees when I was setting up, and setup wasn't too far. It was like I just had to kind of walk a block, but ninety four degrees in the ripest part of the heat, humidity literally staggering, and I roll my cart up to the street corner, and, um, you know, it was one of those things you can't predict everything when you schedule stuff, and the time for us to set up also lined up with an open house slash, uh, program for a school that's downtown Fayetteville as well. So there was a line of two to 300 parents and kids that literally was walking right through our setup space and everybody was just kind of confused and, you know, we just kind of kept doing what we were doing. Um, but it worked out moderately well with that. Uh, but the first thing is this is I was sweating and if you know me, (laughs) I'm a big man. I sweat. Um, and it was about in April of this year, which why it took me 10 years to realize I need to do this. Who knows? About in April of this year, I did Wilmington Comic Con. And I sweated profusely uh, in my setup time and spent the entire show wet. Um, and I hated it. Um, so now I it, it was at that point in my career, in my Morgan Freeman narration. It was at that point that Hector realized he needed a change of clothes and where I bring a change of clothes almost every show I do now, um, because I know I don't want to spend it wet. So I was sweating so bad uh, and I had a headband on uh, t t-shirt and shorts and I was sweating so bad that by the time I was done setting up, um, my sweat line had moved down to my belly button. So three fourths of my shirt was a darker color and I was sweating so bad that every time I leaned over to pick something up to shift something whatever else and come on I'm out on the street so there's not likely a, a reprieve from this heat every time I would bend over literal let's say four ounces of sweat would hit the ground like drops pouring out from my headband where it had just stored up I was dying, quite literally, thought I might be dying, and, uh, I'm gonna transition real quick, just as I mentioned another issue, I brought sodas and not water, I keep forgetting to bring my big, large water bottle, and, uh, I had sodas, and they were cold, and that was refreshing, but my body knew it needed water, and, the first break I had to go get some water, the food trucks near us were sold out of water and they had just gotten some more and it was gonna, it was hot and they said, you know, they didn't recommend getting it. I came back 20 minutes later and they were sold out of water, so there was no water near me that I could get, and um, so <laughs> it was a challenge, but I knew like I'd messed up, I needed water as well, and it was hot, um, but. I was smart enough at least to bring a change of clothes and, you know, I wanted to change clothes and get ready for, uh, to be able to at least be moderately presentable and comfortable for the rest of the event. Um, but I'm on the street. There's nowhere really for me to go. I can't leave to go change. And, um, so, you know, I'm technically a dude, you know, right. I can, I can change. I can take my shirt off in public. That's fine. Um, but you know, I wanted to be kind of discreet about it. So I scooted my banner up off of the building wall by like three feet. And I, my banner is, you know, wider than me. And so I said, you know what, I'll just go behind my banner uh, and I'll change my shirt real quick. You know, you'd have to be looking really hard to find me or see me in this position. It shouldn't be too bad. So I went to go change my shirt and literally the minute, like I hadn't even lifted my shirt. I was just getting the other shirt in position. And a lady cop uh, leaned her head into my eye view and basically gave me that don't make me arrest you look. (laughs) And, you know, she waited for me to literally walk out from behind my booth uh, before she even stopped making eye contact with me. And so this cop lady was just like straight up like, if you take your shirt off, I'm going to arrest you. Um, So that was a thing. Um, I don't know if that was the full understanding of it, but it definitely felt that way. And some of the other artists and vendors saw this whole shenanigan play out. And so it just became a funny thing of like all of us looking around waiting for me to find an opportune time to change my shirt. Um, one of the vendors across from me was like, go now, go now. (laughs) Um, but the police officer had every right to be there. Of course, not like I'm promoting crime, but the police officer just wouldn't leave (laughs) that she spent time at every booth but mine looking at all the stuff but also turning back to make sure I was still you know clothed and like it came to a point I was like all right there's an alley um down there I was like I'll go change in the alley and nope police officer stand stood right across from the alley looking at someone else's booth also there was no covering in the alley it wouldn't have really helped me at all finally uh my booth neighbor to my right del vecchio coleman who is an incredibly accomplished uh um uh cosplayer in this area literally kind of like stood blocking every other angle um with alongside my banner to help me to change, and I did it real quick, and I'm going to tell you, I felt a million times better, but it was rough. So, after I changed clothes, I was drier. I was going to still sweat, but I wasn't drenched, and I was wearing a black shirt now, which hit it a little bit better, and so finally, I have this collapsible stool that I uh, got from a co-worker. Um, he, it's one of these that is, you know, about the size of... A chunky bowl and it pops out like, um, a tower and you twist it and it's, it's built to hold much more weight than I w- weigh. Um, but I guess with the heat and my girth, um, and it being a thin plastic material, um, it said no. And, um, when, uh, Delvecchio who, you know, I said previously covered me as I was changing. When he first was setting up, I sat down on the chair and, uh, he fist bumped me. And when he fist bumped me, it literally looked like he did a Mortal Kombat fatality on me because one of the pegs on my stool broke and it went click, 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 click until I basically slammed onto the sidewalk and it was loud. It literally almost sounded like you could hear vertebrae snapping and I just went down in a staggered motion. It had to be hilarious. Um, and I was trimming up stickers. And so I had all of this like white extra paper, um, (laughs) in my hands. And so when I fell backwards, it flew up like confetti. So there's moist me, uh, getting moral combat fatality onto the sidewalk and confetti throws up in the air. And you know, that's, that's just how the vibe started. That's how it went. Um, a cool aspect was it of, was Delvecchio who was next to me had brought himself a chair and he offered his chair to me for the rest of the evening. And he sat on his tub, um, back and forth. And, you know, he, I'll just say this outright Delvecchio Coleman was the dopest of booth neighbors. Um, and we've traveled in the same circles for years. Like we're at the same shows, but he's cosplaying and he's always, uh, you know, active in that. And he's heavily involved and we didn't really have a conversation until maybe Wake Forest. Um, so it was cool to have him there and be a part of that. Um, but he hooked me up with this chair and, um, you know, it helped to be able to sit down every now and again. I didn't sit down that often. But I sat down a little while. Um, um, one of the first deeper conversations I had for the evening was with a couple of guys. And when they came up, they were like, you know, they're glad to see me doing what I was doing. But they were confused in essence because they had tried to apply as a church to set up at Fourth Friday and were told no. And... uh. And I tried to explain to them it's not anything discriminatory against churches. It's just that they are a Fourth Friday, Cool Springs downtown district. All those things has to do, um, they have requirements as a board and everything like that and religious organizations, um, you know, are one of the things that they generally don't allow. I make it in there by being an artist and being an author and because I do arts stuff in the Fayetteville region, allows me to have more contact and context with that. And I explained that to them and explained that's why I do things the way I do is because Artist Alley, most cases, offers me more access to be able to be a representation of Jesus than uh, my pastoral job does. Um, You know, I told them about why I wrote books and go to cons and how I do geek church services. And I mentioned how, like I mentioned on the last con we did at Wake Forest, that, uh uh, Addy and, uh, Patrick Billingsworth run a children's area at Wake Forest Comic Con as a way for their church to be involved. And I was like, look, sometimes you just got to be more creative in it. I'm not saying lie or do anything devious, but, um, you have to understand, uh, you're not going to be able to go just knock on every door the way that you're used to. And so they, you know, talked to them about it and, you know, went on and, You know, it was also just really, it's just one of those things that I kind of love, um, the context and the area of it, that, uh, this is an event where people are drinking alcohol and walking around the street, and it's a big party vibe, and so for people to be coming up to the booth and me having serious biblical and spiritual conversations, um, even, or just nerdy conversations while people are like just drinking alcohol is just, it's hopeful to me because I, you know, growing up in the culture I've grown up in, people spend so much time trying to hide anything of like that nature along with that. And, you know, I would, I'm happy when I do an event at like a brewery or, you know, at a place where people, even if they're in the middle of drinking, be like, Hey, I'd like to talk about this. I love that. I appreciate that. And I'm grateful for that. Um, so yeah, I'm a fan of that and just, it's a nice reminder that I'm not in the church walls and I'm grateful to be just out and beyond my general bubble. Also, there's a, uh, really dope Flareon cosplayer. I put her picture up on, uh, all my socials if you want to check that out. Um, and I'll say this, I, uh, got dry. I had a seat. I to change my shirt and all that but I genuinely felt sick and nauseous. Like I was worried I was going to pass out a few times. I needed water. That was on me. I failed. <laughs> um another thing that I'll say was a win was uh the last time I did this event was uh man, April, maybe May. Um I don't know, somewhere back then. And when I did it, uh the street lights came on, but did not help me at the angle that I was at. And I, um, you couldn't see my booth. And so this time I brought a portable battery block that takes wall plugs. And I brought my desk lamp, which is lighting up my desk right now. And I lit up my whole booth with it. And I even brought a couple lanterns and battery powered things for other people. Um, to be able to use. And so that was a nice touch to be able to like, there's about a 20 minute window where it got too dark to see the booths, but the street lights hadn't turned on yet. And in that 20 minute window, I felt, not, I felt well accomplished that my booth was one of the only booths you could see because I learned my lesson much like I learned about bringing a dry shirt and hopefully how I learned I should actually drink water. Um, so that's a win. Um, and then Towards the end of the evening, you know, this was only like a uh from a six to nine event, so three-ish hours. And um two other guys came up uh and were uh asking, you know, about ministry and sharing and things like this. And it turns out they were two other people from the same church as the dudes I had talked to previously. And you know, we just had really good conversations and you can talk about people's hearts and being creative in the gospel, so I got to have not only two conversations just about this, but two conversations were hopefully helping churches and people of the church to be able to look at creative ways of how they share their faith and how they involve their faith and their community stuff. Um, but it was neat, though, as I was finishing up that conversation with that guy, he'd gotten a couple of books. It was like, you know, from at my booth, two books was $15. And he said, um are you actually making money doing this as he was thinking about the prices i was like no dude not at all i am not making money i was like uh, you know sometimes i'm barely covering costs and so he tried to give me money and i'm like no dude and i was like i'll tell you this this is for ministry i was like you don't have to give me more money i'm doing this to be able to be here to have these conversations But, uh, you know, I think being someone in a ministerial aspect, he realized what I was charging and how things were going. There was no way this was profitable and he's correct. Um, but I still, uh, treasure, uh, every opportunity still absolutely hated (laughs) that I couldn't get water still dehydrated. And so finally, um, I just said, "I, I quit. I need to hydrate. So I left my booth and I walked, not kidding, uh, one block down, couldn't find water, walked one full city block over, couldn't find water, or there was a coffee shop where the line was out the door and I couldn't get to it, and then finally I walked back another block to the left, and I found a lady who was making drinks on the sidewalk, and I said, what do you have, and she says, we have butterbeer, like Harry Potter butterbeer, and I'm like, oh, I want a (laughs) butterbeer, And so my hydrations gave way to, uh, my taste for nerdy beverages. And, um, I was like, oh, but do you also have water? She's like, yeah, we can get you some water. I was like, cool. Um, so, you know, I absolutely drank a frothy, thick butter beer, uh, before I drank water. And that was not the wisest life choice, but I I did drink a, some water before the night ended and, uh, it was way late. Um, but I finally did get some and uh yeah <laughs> then uh before the evening was over uh, i talked to one of the ladies from the fayetteville comic con, or fayetteville library con um and they have hit like a stipulation where they're not al- actually allowed to actually sell anything and she let me know that's why because i'd asked about setting up and she said they couldn't they uh, had too many people etc and that's fine i don't always apply to things in time but she said that they might be able to make room now because they can't sell anything so if i wanted to come and set up i could but i couldn't actually sell anything or make any transactions which for me i can still point people to the books i can still tell them the website and it's not like a harm or foul situation with that so if my time works out it's the week after my comic-con so maybe um maybe that'll happen and then uh, one other thing i was just going to mention that uh there, I, I am running uh, my Comic-Con personally at my church uh, on September 9th, and one of the vendors uh, that was at, like, right across from me uh, had just emailed me that morning, uh, Friday morning, to see if he could have space. Now, I'm at the point now where I don't have space. Like, I'm I'm pretty full up, um, and I don't want it to be to the point where it's so full that there's no room for people to actually enjoy themselves. Um, so I was like, you know what? Let me let me think about it. Uh, let me check my table spacings, and I'll get back with you next week, etc. Um, and finally, uh, I was talking to a dude, and I realized that he is the younger, no, probably older. I don't know. He's the brother of a dude that went to our Pembroke location of our church, and he was actually his brother was actually an intern with us for a while, and I was like, oh, because like I went over to his booth and the dude's mom was like, Hey Hector and I'm like, Oh, it's y'all and um so, you know, it's a neat connection. I didn't realize that's who he was. Um and, you know, I was like, well this is, you know, someone's already connected to our church family. I should probably work hard to get them a booth. Um but the thing that got me then was that he had a like an Android eighteen sticker And if y'all know me, Android 18 is one of my favorites. He had an Android 18 sticker that had like an iHeart Android 18 thing. I was like, I should give him a boot just for that. Um, But yeah, (laughs) Uh, I haven't yet. I've actually got to, I still have to do some logistical mapping before I can say what's going to happen with that. But yeah, if y'all aren't aware, I've been working on putting a show together for, uh, that's going to be at our church. Um, We currently have about 24. Four to 28 different uh, vendors, artists, and situations involved with cosplayers and everything else. Um, I've put together as good of a show as I know how to, I think. Um, and, uh, you know, past that, just gotta wait for people to actually show up if it happens. Um, but it's been a fun experience. So if you are in the uh, region and you want to come by Lumberton on September 9th, you should do that. Um yeah, because I've only got a couple shows left, weirdly enough. I've got um, my show on September 9th and Fayetteville Comic-Con, and that's currently all I have for the rest of the year. I'm sure that'll change, but currently, that's where we're sitting. And um, before I go, want to take a moment to uh, thank our Patreon supporters, and um, Jonathan Herman, Ron Petit, Tesh Norton, Scott Ward, Alicia Benson, Candice Davis, Jay Shee, Jillian, Jason Crutchfield, Mike Perna, Todd Turner, John Jacobs, um, Zach Harris, Caleb Grimm, Jeanette Skaggs, Chris Poirier, Jason Bullock, Christina Ray, Sarah Lewis, Patrick Gale, Rebecca Godlove, and Adam Davis, along with uh, Deborah at Litmus Cosplay. Um, y'all have just helped uh, make everything we do functional and possible. And I I, couldn't, I can't say how much I appreciate y'all. Um, and also, I also realize my Patreon is not like a Patreon you do to get extra stuff. My Patreon is, hey, I just want to give you some money. Because most of the stuff that you get with being my Patreon isn't good. <laughs> like, full disclosure. It's a shout-out. It's a, uh, if you're paying so much you get a book or you can be involved in the podcast. It's not great. So, I know if you're supporting, you're supporting because you care. So, thank you for being... That's supportive. Uh, if you're not familiar with our stuff, uh, I've got interview podcasts that premiere first on the Love Thy Nerd Network. Um, you can check those out. I have a weekly radio thing that pops up on Love Thy Nerds Radio as well. And you can go to faithandfandom.org to check out over 160 nerdy devotionals. You can read free there. And um, find more podcasts wherever you're listening to this at. Thanks for your time, and I will see you on Artist Alley.